grind, grind, that's all I know. Find the time to quit, oh no. No matter good or bad, still I go. I never crack under pressure, I can't be broke. Sun up to the sun down, map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money moves. Sun up to the sun down, map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money moves. All right, all right, all right. So I just watched a Matthew McConaughey video not very long ago. And I, so to everybody I'm talking to, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. But hey, um, ah, yeah, I'll get the intro out of the way here and we'll get rolling. Uh, just want to thank everybody for jumping on here to the Bulletproof Mafia. I'm Michael Munsterman, where I basically focus on helping entrepreneurs or futurepreneurs bulletproof their mind inside of all aspects of the world. But today, I just want to rant. So you saw the name of the podcast, right? You're a liar and I'm the bad guy. And for those of you that follow me on Facebook, uh, you'll, you'll see that I've, like I shot a Facebook live on this. Um, if you don't follow me on Facebook, go look the link up, right? Michael Munsterman and, and hit the like and, and, and grab that on Instagram, YouTube, if you want to as well. If not cool, just keep on listening because I'm pissed. So a couple weeks ago, about 10 days ago, we had a lady that come into the dealership. She's like, hey, I'm looking to help my son build some credit. I'm a single mother. I want to help him. I want to do the thing. And, and like, I'm, I'm going to go in line. I trust him. He just got a job. He's been working a few days. And she goes through this big elaborate story about how he just got hired at Worlds of Fun and, and he's starting and everything's good and so on and so forth. Like, that's, that's we hear this often. And so my team done what my team's been trained to do. And that's go to work to help this kid get approved. Because we put on on the door, like we help everybody get approved, right? And so they do that. And so for those of you that know, some of you don't know, like I office above my dealership. I've got an office here. I, I bought a building next to the dealership and built an entire new service center in that, in that location. And I took what was our service center and built out one of our studios in here. And then up above is where I office kind of my think tank room. That's where I'm at right now while I'm ranting to you. But I want to get back to this story. So I'm up here in my office. We're working on a rollout. We're doing some stuff. I've got myself, my predator, a couple other people up here with me. And one of my sales guys comes up and he's a guy that like handles problems. But he came to me and he said, Hey, look, I got a situation. I said, what's up? And he said, I got that lady approved the other day, the single mother, um, remember we talked about and, and, and we decided, okay, we're going to go to bat for her. And um, anyway, Tyrone goes on to tell me that he just pulled in with the car. Mom's going to be another car because he's dropping it off and tells me the situation. And here's what they did. The bank called us three days ago and said, hey, I know we gave you an approval on that, but we're going to go on ahead and kick the deal back. What that means in the world of, of the automotive dealership is that means that I gave somebody a car, whatever the price of that car is. It was about $10,000. I gave, I gave a kid a $10,000 bill essentially with four wheels on it. And he drove off in my car. And then I submit everything off to my bank and then the bank, uh, sends me money. That's how it works. And in the state of Missouri, uh, the banks have the right to call us and say, Hey, just kidding. Now, uh, go get your car. So that means some kid has my car somewhere in the city. He's 18, 19 years old, and I've got to go find it because no customer is going to wait for that process to happen, right? So it's just, it's one of the things I've trained my guys to, to really watch close, to look and make sure that everything's legitimate and checks out. And why would we have any reason to not believe these guys? He had just got hired at Worlds of Fun. He had done a day of orientation. His paycheck stub showed that he had worked 30 hours. His mom gave us all her stuff. He's got SSI. They brought that proof. Like They got us everything that we needed. 
So why did the bank kick it? The bank kicked the deal. They said, hey, you have to um, go get your car because this customer gave us a fraudulent paycheck stub. Now, I, I'm not a criminal defense lawyer. I'm not even a, a, an attorney on any level. I don't pretend to be, but I'm pretty sure if you fabricate fake ass documents in order to get a loan for $10,000, you've got to be violating some kind of a fraud law. And if not, then let's just go into business to run around and get a bunch of free ass vehicles that nobody has to worry about because we just generate fraudulent documents and, and sling them around like they're nothing. But anyway, this lady comes in and she says, hey, she says, um, here's the car. And I go, cool, what else can we help you with? And she goes, I want my money. And the money she was talking about was when they were there, when they bought the car, they'd put $1,800 down. And I said, well, I'm gonna have to have a discussion about that with my partner in the morning. And whenever I'd say my partner, who I'm referring to is my oldest daughter who handles all of the books because I have to do an assessment of how much cost there was in A, selling the vehicle the first time, B, in the fact that I now have to run it back through service, back through detail and get it, go through the make ready process again, three days a week, it doesn't matter, it's been on the road and we've got to check it back out. I've got to evaluate how many miles that the kids put on it, several hundred in the last 10 days, driving all over Kansas City, I guess. But all of this is what I have to do. And so I just, I'm trying to be nice. I'm just telling her, and the second that I utter that she's not getting a check this very minute, she goes ballistic. She starts cussing and getting aggressive and, and, and like stepping into my space. And I had a customer that was down there and he said something after she left that was super, super powerful. I'm going to touch on it here very briefly, but that's this. That is, she took on an extreme amount of masculine energy. Chest kind of rised up, kind of started to set to me, threatened to sue me, dropping the F-bomb. And I just sit back and I chill. Because I could absolutely burn this lady verbally. Like I could just scold her and leave her and her son both in dust. Neither one of them I have no concerns of because I'm not the guy that committed the fraud. But she's swearing up and down that I'm full of shit and the bank's full of shit. And that the truth is, is that we somehow talked to the wrong department at Worlds of Fun, Human Resources. As you can imagine, I bet that's a great big department. It maybe has three to five people in it. And they say to us, this young man only showed up for orientation. He did not work 30 hours. So we did not issue him a paycheck stub. And we, didn't take the word, we didn't take the bank's word for that. We called his employer ourselves because we were hoping that someone had possibly made a mistake. And they swear adamantly at me like, no, 100%. This lady is going to bat. Like she's got making eye contact and all the right cues. She's executing. She is a professional fucking liar. And she's nailing it. No, 100%. We didn't fake anything. That's what he got. We got it off their website inside of the human resources department. I had to log in with him and she's going through this elaborate story. Well, I'm going to tell everybody on here a secret. I said something like this yesterday when we was, I was talking about salespeople, and now I'm going to say it about liars, right? Good liars give details. Great liars don't. I'm just going to let that soak in because I was getting tons and tons of details. So to me, that's a great big red flag. And I listen, and I listen. I think, okay, thank you. You talked enough now that I can respond, and you're checkmated 100%. Because at no point in time in this conversation had I said to this lady, you're not going to get your money back. 
I was only saying I needed to do an assessment to figure out what the situation was. I hadn't explained to her service and sales and any expense or any of that at this point. I had just said, I've got to do an assessment of the situation. But because she lied to me and because she painted such an elaborate picture and because she did this in a corner and then she backed her pretty little butt up right into that corner, I nailed her to the wall inside of it and I said this. Cool. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play Russian roulette with the truth. I will personally take your information to Worlds of Fun. I'm going to roll into Worlds of Fun with your information. I'm going to walk up to, like, I'm going to find a manager, an administrator, somebody that I 1 billion percent know is going to be able to tell me the truth. And if they give me a paycheck sub that matches yours, I'll go to bat for you. I'll fix it. Or I'll give you 100% of your money back. But if they tell me you're lying to me, I'm not giving you a dime. And I don't have to justify it because you committed fraud. And if you want to get an attorney, we'll go to court and we'll do that game if that's the way you want. Now, I was super nice about it. Now I'm fired up and pissed off because like the repercussions of this is greater than the story that I'm telling you and I'll get there in a second. But then their demeanor shifted hard and I knew the truth was on its way. And she goes on a rant. I gave you this and I gave you that and I gave you this and he has that. Even if he didn't have that job, he could still afford to pay. And I said, yeah, but the problem is you're not the person that gets to make that decision. The bank is. And the bank answers to the Fed and I answer to the bank and you're a liar. And I didn't call her a liar because that's just poor form. But that's what she is. And so then I just wanted them both to have to eat absolute crow because I wanted him to learn a lesson that she's not teaching him, which is her responsibility as the mother, not mine as a guy who's trying to conduct business and help them. And I said, so let me ask you this. It sounds to me like what you're saying is, is you did go to one of those fancy websites and chalk up a fake paycheck stub to embellish the 30 hours. Is that accurate? I'm looking her dead in the eyes with the exact same intensity that she was trying to give me at first, which by the way, was completely gone at this point. Her shoulders have now slumped back down because she realized she was busted. And then he speaks up. Come on, mom, I don't care about this money. Let's just go. And she she turns her attention to him and like rips into him now. Chest goes back up, takes on that, that masculine energy and now she's on top of him like da-da-da-da. And, and he's standing there and he's taking it and his head just drops. And so I wait till she's done and then I say to him again. So you did not work 30 hours even though a couple minutes ago you told me that you did. And he looked at me and said, yeah, we adjusted it a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> now look, I got my car back. I wasn't that pissed off about it. You tried to you tried to jack the system. You could have rolled in and said, "Busted, man! How much my like? Give me my money back." And I would have said, "Cool, we've got some expenses. Like, I, I'm not trying to take advantage of you. I'm not. I'm not making money on liars. Like, if I can make money by exchanging a vehicle and giving value to somebody, that's what we want to do. We don't want to take advantage of people." Like, that's not how you build empires. They would have been a totally different conversation. What pisses me off is that there's a world of people that I'm exposed to in this dealership, 
when I'm here and when I'm focused on that, that makes me not want this as part of my portfolio. It makes me not want to be in this industry because I'm watching uh, like the eroding of humankind one generation at a time. Like that young man is the product of somebody who tried to take advantage of me and my dealership and my lender. And then she's showing him that when you're caught, when you do something shitty, you fight. You're entitled. Somebody owes you something. Nobody owes you shit, young man, except for you to do what's right. And so I see this all the time. I see where a mother or a father or both are pumping out kids because they wanted a pleasure point at some point in their life or because they get money or because whatever their logic, maybe they thought that that's just what they're supposed to do. But what nobody told those parents and what nobody told their parents and what nobody's ever going to tell these kids is this. Our responsibility as parents is to put children in this world who are better than we are. And I get to live in a world with that young man who operates under an umbrella of deceit. My father-in-law, one of my greatest mentors, says to me, if somebody cheats, they steal. If they steal, they lie. And if they lie, they cheat. It's a, it's a deadly circle. If you do one, you do them all. And that young man is never going to get that lesson. And if he does, thank God that he gets it because he's not getting it from his mother the person that in his mind as an 18 year old young man he thinks i love this woman unconditionally i want to protect her and shield her and and like he's trying to do that because he knows he's busted but she's teaching him that you should stay and fight even when you're wrong now i appreciate the fact that she's that she's like willing to go to battle for her family and you should be but you were there when you were lying. You were there when you signed deceitful documents. You were there when you gave us fake-ass papers. You were there all the while showing him that it's okay to be a shitty person in this world. And we get to live with him. As part of our responsibility as parents and just as people... We should try to leave this place better than we found it. And as entrepreneurs, we have a higher level of responsibility. So to the, like to the customer that was in there that got to hear me defending my position, I had to walk back over and say, you know what, sir, I'm so sorry that you heard this. I'm so sorry that this is an experience that you had at Monster Renato because this is not an everyday occurrence. This isn't how we do business. We don't deal with this. We don't fight with our customers because we don't, we don't want anybody to ever have a shitty experience. And he said something and he goes, you want to know something? He said, I heard you interact with that lady and you were so respectful even when she was being belligerent and nasty. And he said, you know, I believe in this world and I thought this was really, really good. He said, a lot of people say, you have to earn my respect. And he said, I don't believe that to be true. He said, I believe that you should give everyone respect, which you did, sir. What you have to earn is their trust. Like you have to, like, 
If you want to maintain the respect that you've been given, that instantly people will give you, complete strangers will be respectful to you. As long as they realize that they can trust that you're respectable. And it was just really powerful. And I thought, you know, good on you. And he said, I have, like, I love your dealership. I love the way you handled that. And I didn't even mind hearing it because I wanted to hear how you acted in that situation. And the fact is, is that when you actually, so this is really good for me because I am passionate and I do like amp up my, my levels and I let this emotional release happen, but it's strategic. So inside of this form, I get, to I get to share these things with you guys and I get to intentionally release this rage inside of me. Not rage at this lady for this stupid little situation, but rage at our society for the, because this is what's being built and because this is what we're, we're getting to live in and because this is leading to some of the bullshit and nonsense. And it's because we as parents aren't stepping up and doing what we're supposed to do. And that infuriates me. But because I have this outlet, because I'm strategic in the way that I handle my emotions, you'll never see me crack unless it's on cue. You'll never see me lose my shit unless it's intentional. You'll never even know that I'm pissed off unless it's strategic. And I want you to see that. I love the line in The Departed, and I said this to a dude the other day when I was talking to him and trying to describe how I operate as an entrepreneur. Leonardo DiCaprio was talking about, we're killing people, I'm shooting people, and you wanna know something? My hand never shakes. And I share that with you because in this situation, sitting there, I was calm as a cucumber. I was strategic. I was able to think through my responses, and I recognized that we were heading down a path that she didn't even see. And it just makes me sad. Like, I love winning, but in this, nobody ever actually wins because we still get to live in a world where that young man thinks that it's okay to lie, where it's okay to cheat, where it's okay to try to take advantage. You know, I said to one of the guys that worked for me today, I said to him, I said, I'm curious, if you watch somebody drop $100, what do you think? And his response was, lucky day. And that was so disheartening to me. I said, so when you go through a checkout line, what happens if, if uh, they give you too much money? He goes, I just hit the grocery store lottery. And I thought, hmm, that's unfortunate. And unfortunately, that's what we live in right now. And it's not getting better. I hope that you guys who listen to this think about this and you think about am I am I putting people out into this world better than I'm finding finding better than I am? Am I elevating my children to be a better version of me? I know I work my ass off and that's part of the thing that drives me is that I want to know that the little girls that have my last name are a better representation of the little shithead that I was as a kid when they step out into this world or as a young adult. Or hell, as I am today as a 38-year-old, 39-year-old. Man, I'm getting older. So when they hit 39, I want them to be the best version that they possibly can, better than me, and every step. And I want to set that bar that they see that their responsibility is to do the same thing. And so is yours. Savvy.